Hello, everyone, and welcome to the What's Up St. Charles podcast. It's Nate. And Nick. And we're back for 2024. Excited to have new episodes coming to you. Today, we're going to be talking with El Puente and David Jimenez, who is the general manager, to talk about El Puente's rich history here in St. Charles, as well as talk a little bit about Restaurant Week, as that's going to be coming up here soon. So, David, it's awesome to have you here on the podcast. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me, uh, my first podcast, so uh, <laughs> bear with me, but i um, looking forward to it. Well, we're honored to be a part of it. Yeah, right. you're going to do great. So, Cheers, you know, thanks. so let's uh, let's start with talking a little bit about you. So can you tell us a little bit a little bit about yourself, how long have you been in the St. Charles area for, and some of the favorite things you like to do here? I um, have been in St. Charles for well, much like the business, <laughs> um, going on probably about 24 years now. Okay. Uh, we opened the restaurant in 1999. Yep. Uh, got the building and the and the and the and everything in '98, and then running the other locations that our family had at the time. It the build out probably took a little longer than any of us would have liked, but um, we proudly were able to open in uh, August of 1999, and uh, I've been here since. You yeah. Know, uh, prior to me working in St. Charles, my my world used to end at Randall Road. I <laughs> just fell off the ledge, you know. <laughs> but. Um, you know, got to know the community and, and the area, obviously, and, you know, um, and different uh, people here in the city over the, you know, how many tenures of mayors and police chiefs and fire yep. chiefs. And, yeah. you know, sometimes I feel old when I start talking <laughs> about like that. But, um, no, uh, we've been we've been very blessed and fortunate to be, you know, the times and the years that we've been here in town. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and outside the restaurant, you know, what are some of your favorite things to do in the town or maybe some favorite things about the town? Or? Uh, really like um, – a lot of the the parades. I think okay. St. Charles uh, does parades very well. In other towns that we've had business and restaurants in over the years, they do different festivals and events, and everyone ha- puts their spin on things. But um, St. Charles seems to have, to have the parades <laughs> down. They really, you know, whether it's the homecoming ones, you know, and we'll get the students to come and decorate the windows, you know, yep. different, you know, from St. Charles North, St. Charles East, right, or you know, Fourth of July. Um, yeah, the holiday homecoming. The, yeah. That's Pat the big parade. one. Yeah, yeah, the big one every year is that that you know Saturday after Thanksgiving when you know so many people come downtown, yeah. families, and you know they watch the bands marching and um, and things like that. So I, that's one thing I think is very distinctive about one unique to St. Charles. Mm-hmm. They, they they the parades are a lot of fun and they're well run and they just um, very festive. A lot you know a, yeah. a good time to be had you know regardless of age. And you guys have a great spot to watch yeah, the parade I mean, too. We, I mean we do. <laughs> we have we have a banquet room upstairs and we've in years past had people uh, rent out that room for their oh, cool. neighborhood, mm-hmm. their families, groups, companies, and you know we've got those three windows look down on to um, right on to Main Street. So right. that's something that we always, uh, you know, we don't um, we, we we don't you know stump for it a lot, but a lot of longtime customers will come and approach us, and and if it's it's if it's available, hey, why not? You know, and, and we're able to host that and do that. You know, when we're not hosting. Um, rehearsal dinners or birthdays yeah. or, or things like that so okay yeah absolutely well and you know we also want to you know talk about you know your guys rich history and the history museum you know st charles history museum did a wonderful piece kind of documenting you know the rich history kind of on the road that led to, to el puente so <laughs> kind of want to talk about a, a little bit with that you know so you now you became involved when your parents had you know the two locations right the hacienda inn and santa fe santa fe and glen ellen the original location that my folks first started the business 
Anderson um, independently was uh, what was called Main Restaurant in West Chicago. And okay. That opened in the late 70s, let's say 70, 1977, 1978. And that's the original location that all the other ones sprang from, Santa Fe, Hacienda, El Zarape, and obviously here in town. Right. <laughs> and um, so that's where uh, we, my brother and I, uh, kind of grew, literally grew up in the business. Right. Um, had a lot of successful years there. We did parades in West Chicago as well, <laughs> you know. Um, and, um, you know, we, we had a lot of good years. We, we started in the... After the main restaurant, my folks opened the Santa Fe and Glen Ellen. Mm -hmm. After about five years, they sold it to my uncle, my my, my Jesse's, my my dad's brother, okay. so my uncle. And so now they, they've had it for decades and um, uh, have done well there. And uh, so right now, and then we, we did, uh, we opened the Hacienda in um, Warrenville. And then when uh, Wheaton lifted their ban on liquor licenses, we relocated from Warrenville to downtown Wheaton, and we're still there at El Zarape. Right. So right now, just the two locations, and uh, it keeps us uh, busy enough, you know, for the most part. Always yeah. looking for one more, you know, <laughs> if, if the stars align. But um, so, I mean, like I said, through the decades growing up in the business um, and at these different towns and different locations, and uh, just been blessed over the years. Never had to, to close any of them. Um, yeah. You know, like I said, we relocated one from, you know, there to, you know, to, to Wheaton. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll, uh, we'll can, you know, we'll continue to be uh, fortunate and uh, work hard at it. Yeah, absolutely. And so did you ever have like a favorite, you know, besides, you know, El Puente, some like a favorite, you know, restaurant that you guys had? I, you know what? I spent a lot of years growing up at, at in, in between all of them, but um there were some fun years in, in Santa Fe and Glen Ellen when we first opened it up. Yeah. A, a, a funny story there. The first year we, we were open, we did a, a celebration, a grand opening. Yeah. And it was at the original location, which was on Crescent, which and it was a very small building, <laughs> very small, you know, location. And um, we remember we had, uh, my folks had hired mariachis to perform. Okay. Nowhere in the restaurant to put them. It was wall to wall. So where can we do? We put them on the sidewalk in front. Well, they start playing, and you know, in the middle, of, you know, of, of uh, a weekend there, probably first time mariachis ever probably performed in Glenelg. Right. So all of a sudden, we get a congregation of people, and more people, and more people. So now we're not even the restaurant's packed. They've spilled out into the it's, sidewalk oh in the front, goodness. and now into the street. <laughs> So all of a sudden, we get the visit from the, you know, the, yeah, the, the police, police department yeah. come by, and they're they're asking us, and you know, back then we were so new in the town, we we're like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? What's <laughs> it? My, you know, they they go to uh, they go to my dad, you know, Jesse, and they say, um, uh, well, how what's with the band? How long are they? Oh, well, we just have them for two hours. You know, we just contract them for two hours. They're gonna play, but there was nowhere to put them inside. He's like, no, we can see then. Okay. Um, Graciously, the the, the Glen Ellen uh, Police Department brought out two um, barricades and sealed okay. off the block in front so that people weren't uh, uh, yeah, traffic like risk a, or anything and yeah. let, it, let 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 the band play there That's and, so cool. and, and let us perform out in there because there was just no way to get them in the building whatsoever right. back then. So that's one of the funnier stories and one of the, the cool things yeah. that we were able to experience there. Um, but, you know, there's stories for each location. But that was one that I remember as a younger, you know, as a younger kid, uh, you know, being like, 
you know, you, if you're <laughs> yeah, you like, see oh, all oh. the people, you, and you're you like, start Whoa. seeing squad cars, yeah. and you're like, oh. <laughs> you know. And, but they were very, uh, very accommodating, and to this day, always have a, a real fond recollection and uh, of our of our years there yeah. in Glen Ellen. Were people like while they were congregating? Were they out like dancing too? Or there were, were they, you know, they just... were. They just, you know, the big thing back then, just make sure they don't bring the drinks out. Yes, you right. got it, officer. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but it was just such a festive time and an occasion, and and something that really hadn't been seen there before. Yeah, and so it was a, a really uh, a unique thing, and and like I said, with we were uh, just over the moon that they they said we're just going to put up a couple street or a couple beers. Yeah. we don't we don't want anybody you know anybody car coming or anything. Yeah, you so you know, and it's the time works yeah. for you guys. It's not going to be all night. We'll mm-hmm. we'll just leave this and and we'll come back and take them down. A yeah, little bit. but uh, you know, and and they were very uh, like I said, very accommodating, very gracious with us, and and we had no idea something like that was right. going to yeah. happen. <laughs> um, and uh, so yeah, we've we've um, like I said, been fortunate in, in every town we've had. Uh, really good relationships and the city has always um has always uh, supported us yes you know and so that's something that we we don't take for granted and we're we're always just grateful that uh you know wherever we've uh, you know set up shop we've been able to to have those relationships absolutely well that grand opening is definitely would be tough to top but <laughs> yeah do you, do you have any <laughs> memories from when el puente first opened at el puente it was Really, just um, the initial first six months to year was just just a crush, just a lot. Mm-hmm. We're fortunate now that we've expanded and enlarged El yeah. Puente uh, into two buildings, yeah. 108 and 112 East Main. The, when we first opened, it was just 112 East Main. And uh, we just had the one main dining room with just you know the smaller bar there. And we would come in in the morning, like 7 in the morning, start cooking and getting ready and prepping, open up a 12 have crazy lunches, crazy dinner. It would be a Tuesday evening, you know, no holiday, no anything. And we wouldn't be getting out of there until like 11 or 12 at night. And not because we had late hours, but just because at the beginning it was so, so over the top. And it was such a, I think it was such a new thing yeah. in, 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 the, in the area and in the curiosity and people wanted to come see and experience. And um, because of our years in West Chicago, we had a bit of a, a customer base that knew us here in St. Charles and in yeah. Geneva and the mm-hmm. Foxville. So I think it was one of those things where people wanted to come and see and visit and, and, and experience it. Oh, is this the same as the main restaurant? Is this going to be the same as, you know, Santa Fe and things <laughs> yeah. like that? And, um, you know, it was just uh, – it was it was pretty nuts there at the beginning. So I just remember a lot of early mornings, a lot of late nights, and um, just getting to know people and and thrilled that from those first few weeks and months, even we still have customers that that we see on a regular basis. And so that's the um, that's the really satisfying thing mm-hmm. of it, right? You know, is that uh, now I've got people that used to bring their kids that now bring their grandkids, mm-hmm. and you know, and so that's yeah. that's a nice yeah. thing to with with the tenure we've had, we have that generational kind of customer base now and we're you know we're like i said we um we look forward to seeing that even though it makes us feel a little old sometimes. <laughs> but, well um, i guess in, i want to talk about the cuisine a little bit so sure. in the past 24 years or so that you've been here has your menu changed a lot have the recipes changed a it lot? has evolved when we okay. first opened we were almost um we were very cautious with 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 the spice level on the mm-hmm. palate because we were getting to know the area and the market. Mm-hmm. And um, whereas we have a lot of authentic dishes in West Chicago because of the customer base there, it was a different one here in St. Charles. And so we proceeded rather, you know, cautiously. And what we found out right away was that people wanted the flavor. They wanted the spice. They wanted the heat, you know, like 
what what a lot of Mexican cuisine is known for. Yeah. yeah. So then we were kind of able to like, oh, okay, well this is what we do. Let's let's yeah. get after this, it. Okay, <laughs> this is this is what we weren't sure. Like, oh, what's the spice? You know, this sauce is it too spicy? Is it not? Do we need to add more? Or do we need to you know? And then once uh, people started coming and and get us getting the feedback, it was okay. This is what we do. This is our wheelhouse. Let's just let's you know make make these dishes and and these recipes how we have for for decades at that yeah. point and even now, um, and so people enjoy spice. People enjoy when they come to to, to Mexican cuisine. It's not the be all end all everything. We like to say we, we it's got to have flavor first and then the heat. Okay. Um, yeah. And so we we that's how we kind of set up our our dishes to be able to. Um, you, you can taste what it is, but it's not, you know, stupid hot. Yeah, as say sometimes, you know. But there are people that enjoy that. We can cater that, certainly. Um, but that's that's always been how we've approached uh, a lot of the menu. So yeah. I'd say the biggest thing was um, realizing that people really wanted that, that, the, the, that salsa, that spice, that heat. And then being able to kind of it was almost like they took the reins of said, okay make make it do what you do because you've already done this in, in other locations <laughs> yeah. let's just do it here yeah and so that was i don't want to say freeing or liberating but it was it was like oh okay all right yeah. we didn't have to you know step so you know so, so timidly so, yeah, around so everything timidly, yeah. like, let's let's do what we what people know us for and what right. they come for this is already for. your bread and butter yeah so <laughs> that was the one thing and then um Boy, a lot of carnivores in the Fox Valley. We, we do a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, we do a lot with uh, with steak, with pork. I mean, obviously, we have a lot of dishes that are, you know, vegetarian or yeah. vegan friendly as well because that's the cuisine in Mexico lends itself to that. Right. Uh, and especially in the day now where there's so many allergies and mm-hmm. things, generally we can accommodate a lot of that. Um, yeah, like gluten-free. And... Exactly. Okay. You know, uh, gluten-free, nut-free, things like that. Yeah. Um, so we're able to usually uh, – find something i always tell customers when they come in with questions and i said it's usually easier for you to tell us what you like and then we can probably put it together for you and find a way with our with our ingredients and our you know items and you know whether it's as simple as substituting corn for flour tortilla things like that or something a little more elaborate but uh we always do our best to accommodate you know people's palates and obviously allergies and things like that in, in this day and age so um but yeah, that was probably the to circle back. That was probably the big thing: is just make it spicy, make it good, and uh, and and and, and, people that's will what come. People, yeah. and that's what people will look for. So <laughs> awesome. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the name El Puente. So in Spanish, it means the bridge. Correct. correct? Yes. So why why that name? We had uh, when we were doing the build out of the of the restaurant. Yeah. We were still. Uh, brainstorming and and spitballing and and what we found was. Um, we're just well, well, you know, something we wanted something that was e- simple, easy mm-hmm. to pronounce. That, and then one day we were at the, we were at the West Chicago location. We we're in like, well, they had just rebuilt, they had just redone the entire corridor in downtown of of um, nor of Main Street, because when we started, there were parking spots in front of the buildings on Main Street, yeah. similar to what Geneva has, you know, with diagonal parking spots. Okay, and. They tore all that out. They put new uh, storm drains, new and when they did that, they redid the entire bridge over Fox River. Yeah. So this was all going on simultaneously because I remember having to relocate our, <laughs> you know, to to, to 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 do it when we were doing the demo and things oh, like that. Yeah. And we couldn't do it to the front anymore. We had to do it back and things like that. So we just started talking and we're like, well, they just redid the, you know, in Spanish, you know, when we were at work, they just redid the the bridge, you know. 
and we just kind of looked at each other. They're like, the bridge. <laughs> and, and, and the more we thought about it, the more it tied into location of, because we were, what, a half block off of, yeah. off of the brand new bridge. And it was simple. It was an yeah, easy. Tying the location yeah, together. Yeah, and it kind of yeah. tied everything together. And the more we thought about it, the more it just kind of came together. And we, we, we felt good about it. It was, an, it was a name that we thought would um, uh, last. It wasn't yes. super trendy. It wasn't super, uh, you know, like needed big, long explanations to but, it. You know, and, it's uh, got that uniqueness. Yeah. It's got that, you know, that kind and of so, memorability in your brain. And like. so knock on wood, um, <laughs> we, we were able to, uh, we were able to um, work with a, 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 an artist that we knew. And we said, well, what, what would you think if we did something like, you know, what, what could you come up with? And he, he gave us an initial like drawing and, and it just kind of coalesced there and it just became like, yeah, this, this, I think this is the way to go. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, knock on wood all these years since, uh, the name has, has withstood and, uh, we're, uh, we're proud of it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it's something that we'll always tell people where we are and kind of, and, and nowadays after, you know, 24 years who we are and, uh, and we go from there. Absolutely. Awesome. So, well, awesome, Davis. So we got one more question for you for sure. the part one. So it's our silly question, just something keep it lighthearted and fun here on the podcast. So, you know, if you had to have one famous food critic come in and try, you know, El Ponte uh, foods, you know, who would it be and why, as well as what would you serve them? Who would it be? Hmm. <laughs> I, you know what? I guess it was, I don't know if he's a critic, but um, the guy I see a lot on on all these shows and TVs is. Uh, I guess Gordon Ramsay, Gordon you see Ramsey, him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And he's one. not really a critic, uh, but... He's, he's but, kind yeah. of a critic. But he, well, I guess in his shows, yeah, yeah, he likes to go. And I'd probably serve him something like maybe our tacos al pastor or the enchiladas mexicanas that are with the mole sauce. Because those are really um, authentic dishes that we've, you know, been doing for a long time and have tweaked over the years. Yeah. Uh, and, and they just... They remind me of Mexico, especially mole. Mole is a very, it's very unique. It's it's, it's hard to call it just a sauce. It's mole is something that when when Mexican families get together, for for occasions, celebrations, graduations, weddings, yeah. sometimes even you know funerals or things like that, that a lot of times the, the moms, the aunts, the sisters will will make mole, and yeah. everybody brings something different to to make the mole. So the same mole, the same family can taste different. You know, in the spring and in the but summer, it's about that the fall, family and because everybody, kind of building it, 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 yeah. it really is something that you know. It's almost like that's like that makes it an official, you know, family gathering. Okay, we <laughs> yeah. made the mole. You know, in seasonal times, like in the winter and, and, and Christmas time, you'll tamales is that kind of a dish where people get together and make, and um, it's such a has such a depth of flavor, and there's so many ingredients in there, and I, I always kind of, you know, as much as I love it, I always tell people, mole is like blue cheese. It's a, you either love or hate it. It's <laughs> yeah. not. A, okay. But if you love mole, if you like mole, I'm, yeah, I'm a huge really, fan. We so. really like ours. We, we think it has a great flavor, and it's not too too intimidating uh, uh, to your palate and stuff. Um, so probably those two dishes would be the ones. The al pastor is something that I also enjoy, and it's got it's hard to describe. Al pastor is kind of like, I would almost – not even like Mexican barbecue, but it's just such a blend of chipotle and the pork and the pineapple. And there's, it all comes together and it just has a really unique signature flavor that's, it, it's hard to replicate. You know, when you've had El Pastor, it's hard to, it's, 
it is what it is, and it's hard to compare it to anything right. else. But um, those, those would probably be the dishes I'd want to, you know, just to kind of give people a sense of, um, you know, kind of where we're from and, 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 and the palate that we, that you know, that we want people to be able to enjoy. And um, so, yeah, those would probably be the two dishes, I'd, I'd my go-tos, I'd guess. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, well, that'll wrap up our part one. So, we're going to go talk into part two here shortly where we'll talk more about El Puente and deep dive a little bit more into there. So, we'll be right back after this short break. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Break Between the Podcast. It's Nate, and I hope you've been enjoying our episode so far and getting to learn about one of our amazing businesses here in St. Charles. We have so much great content coming up for you here in 2024, so I hope you can stick around and listen to all the amazing episodes that we have lined up. 2024 is in full swing, so make sure to mark your calendars for some of our upcoming events that you don't want to miss out on. Without further ado, let's get to talking about some of those events. First up is St. Charles Restaurant Week, which is coming up on February 5th through the 9th. You can get 20% off your order of $25 or more, excluding alcohol and gratuity, at over 45 participating restaurants. Come try some new restaurants or, you know, support your favorites. Whichever you choose, you'll be sure to have a great time exploring all the amazing cuisine here in St. Charles. Make sure to visit our website, www.stcalliance.org slash restaurantweek for all your Restaurant Week information. Next up, we have the Chicago Winter Bike Swap, which is on Sunday, February 11th at the Kane County Fairgrounds. This event is perfect for bike enthusiasts or people who want to dip their toes into the world of biking as you can come land some huge savings during the event. You can find biking apparel, equipment, and, of course, plenty of bikes. Make sure to find out all the information if you're interested at their website, chicagowinterbikeswap.com. Next up is the St. Charles St. Patrick's Parade, which is on Saturday, March 9th. There are plenty of activities to explore that day, so let's go through them a little bit. First up, you'll have the Shamrock and AK and One Mile Family Fun Walk. This will start at 10 a.m. over at Potawatomi, so come out for a scenic walk and run before the parade. They will also be having a celebration at Pollyanna after the race. For more information, visit brewhopfunrun.com. That morning will also be the opening ceremony over at McNally's Traditional Irish Pub starting at 11 a.m. The celebration will, over, will be over in the McNally side of First Street Plaza where you can come see amazing Irish dance performers and entertainment. Also before the parade, you can come check out the Lucky Photo Station, which is sponsored by McNally's Heating and Cooling. Come take a festive photo at the photo station located on Riverside Avenue across from Pollyanna Brewing. To top it all off is the St. Patrick's Parade, which is presented by St. Charles Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. The parade brings thousands of people to Lion Main Street and see all of the St. Patrick's splendor. The parade will start at 2 p.m. on Saturday, March 9th, so make sure to mark your calendar so you don't miss this amazing community event. Check out our website at stcstpatricksparade.com for all of the day of information. All of these events and more are also located on our Travel St. Charles app, so make sure if you haven't, download the Travel St. Charles app on Apple or Android to get all of your St. Charles information on events and much more. Thank you all again for listening. Let's get back into the podcast to find out what's up, St. Charles.
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to part two. We're going to go dive deeper into the, the restaurant, El Puente. So uh, let's start with the basics, David. You know, where are you guys located and what are your hours? We are uh, located at 112 East Main Street, St. Charles, about a block and a half, about a block east of the Fox River. Yep. Um, right across from the Arcata is, is usually a good landmark. I let people know and uh uh, we're open for lunch and dinner Monday through Saturday. Okay. Um, Sundays we close. Uh, I got to give my staff one day. And, That's very and nice. me as a family guy, yes. I, I could use that as yeah, well. Yeah, day of rest. And, so. You know, <laughs> I, I've got two uh, teenagers who, who actually now are helping out in the business as well, who are, awesome. you know, helping out on the weekends and when they don't have um, classes or sports and, and things. So that's been, a, that's been a new development in the last few years. Uh, yeah. But, you know, so, uh, yeah, lunch and dinner, Monday through Saturday. We open at 11. Um, you know, on busier nights, we'll go a little later. You know, we, we usually wrap up at around 9, weekends 10. Um, there's uh, there's a lot going on in downtown. So we, uh, we, we like to get the people, have them enjoy a nice meal. And then if they want to partake in the rest of the splendor, that's it's there for them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's our that's kind of our our layout there. Absolutely. So you know, I, and so you guys showcase you know for the menu side of things, drink menu and menu. You know, you showcase a lot of you know uh, Mexican comfort food, and you know you guys also have you know pretty assorted you know drink menu as well. We do. We have a really, uh, I think, a really good collection of tequilas. Not like uh, hundreds of bottles, but yeah. we we go through and we we try all. Of them so we're I, i'm sure you that's know. a fun time <laughs> well, yeah you know so it's a dirty job but someone's got to do it um but we wind quality up testing, but, yeah, quality yeah yeah so we're comfortable recommending and and you know i when people will say well what's a good tequila what you know we can always we have a reference to say well what do you normally like or are, are you familiar with tequila? and then we can go from there and so we have a i don't god probably 50 60 bottles up there just tequilas yeah um and uh, we, we do a lot of the cocktails that are famous in Mexico, you know, margaritas mm-hmm. since day one. We even have the margaritas t- t- for sale uh, so people take when they want to take some home with carryouts. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's been something the last few years. We Even before COVID, we were doing that. And uh, so that's been a nice um, feature we can offer our clients because from day one, that was a request. Yeah. Oh, I can't get a margarita to go, can I? Well, now you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, I remember during COVID, you know, you guys had those going. I remember, like, I would, I, you know, drive through the downtown. I always see people coming and going out of your guys, you know, uh, restaurant. Yeah. So. It was something that um, we uh, had been re- receiving requests for, for, like I said, almost since, since day one. And the stars aligned and we were able to, uh, <laughs> you know, before this was, like I said, this was before COVID. We were able to work it out with the city with uh, the liquor license that we, yeah. we were um, using there. And then once COVID went away, uh, well, we already ha- we already had set up yeah, for that. So we just it, yeah. kept going. And uh, so now it's it's a nice thing. And I'll have people from different towns and areas come in and, you know, get I'm going to take some chips and salsa. I'm going to get some guacamole and uh, I'm going to take a growler of margaritas. And so, uh, you know, hey, it's it's there for you. And, uh, you know, it's it's been a one th- one thing that we weren't sure ever was going to come about. But uh, now that it has, it's been uh, it's been great. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, uh, you know, as far as in the dining room, uh, you know, we do have pictures of margaritas for people who like to share. Yep. Uh, pina coladas, daiquiris. We carry all the, the Mexican draft beers that mm-hmm. – um, that they offer and here Modelo in the state, and all that. Modelo, yes. Negra, Dos Equis. and um, we've actually the 
Palomas are really popular now. That's a drink that really kind of has uh, exploded in popularity. We said it's uh, like a grapefruit soda, okay. tequila, fresh lime, some tahini on the rim, and that's a drink that really has. Uh, become real popular. So uh, we weren't sure if it was just going to be more of a seasonal thing yeah. with with summer and the hot weather, but we sell them year-round now. So that's a fun Perfect. new development there with uh, with the cocktail menu. Um, yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I know we touched on it a little bit earlier with the parades, but uh, so you guys do offer private events. We do, okay. we do. We have a we have a we have two dining rooms uh, on the street level, okay. you know, and then upstairs on the one hundred and eighty. Uh, building we have a second floor which the entire floor is set up for uh, banquets and private parties so yeah. we do a lot of company events we'll do a lot of rehearsal dinners uh, and uh, we've had baptisms first communions so uh, 50th birthday parties yeah. you know 60th retirement parties uh, it's a nice it's a nice space because it's just you and your guests up there it's a self-contained room we usually serve everything up there buffet style and so we'll set up a menu ahead of time uh, and you you know set up a package for those and then um, it's nice because it's just you and your guests. Nobody's cutting through that area to get to somewhere else in the dining room right. or, or the restaurant. And uh, since it has its own you know, bar up there, its own restrooms, it's, it's a nice self-contained area. And um, we even have a fireplace for winter events. Oh, cool. You know, so, so, yeah, so some fun yeah, stuff. Nice, and, warm, um, and cozy. Yeah. 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 I'd say that what we probably do the most is rehearsal dinners. Okay. okay. But uh, we've used it for uh, any and everything. I've had um, – We've had uh, functions where people were performing at the Arcada and and what needed a space to yeah they needed uh, like a post show or, right and yeah. so we've hosted uh, we had a we had Los Lonely Boys up there years <laughs> ago cool. doing a filming a, like a pilot show for uh, and it was wow. like this yeah so we we we've used it for almost any and everything you know <laughs> you could imagine but um, uh, thankfully, uh, you know, it's there and we can offer it. We, we get, a, um, we've had one family that's done all three of their sons rehearsal dinners with us every oh, time. That's one so of the cool. Sons get yeah. They're like, okay, this one's, you know, he's our last, no, uh, we, <laughs> we, we want, like, we're no. going to, you know, he's our last son <laughs> yeah. to get married. So we will, we need it for this day. And, um, so it's, it's, it's a nice thing to be able to offer our customers yeah. and, and even, uh, I've even hosted events for people who are come from the Wheaton location from El Zarape because we just don't have the room there. Gotcha. And we do here so we can, uh, you know, facilitate that and, and um, just make fun, memorable events. And, and, you know, we, we take care of it. We make it easy for people to just come in and enjoy. And then yeah. we, we bring, we take care of all the food, we take care of all the drinks and the service and, and uh, just want you to enjoy yourselves and celebrate with your friends and family. Absolutely. So how many people can you accommodate? I have roughly? had, I had the, I've had almost a hundred people up there wow. at one time, but okay. he got surprised by a number of <laughs> of non-RSVPs. Like, hey, yeah, it was uh, it was a fiftieth birthday. I remember that part. It was a fiftieth birthday, and people just kept pouring in. And it he was didn't like a friends in low places. They, they just all kept coming. They did, <laughs> uh, but I'd say comfortably, everybody sitting down. You know, I, a good eighty. I think eighty eighty five is a good number. Okay. Um, you know, as far on the high end, mm-hmm. uh, we usually have a minimum of thirty, just because we have to staff it separately. Yeah. So I always ask people. Otherwise, we'll do our best to accommodate them in our side dining rooms, you know. Uh, and and we've done events down on the main levels as well. So uh, you know, we find somewhere to we, you know, we find somewhere to host you and 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 try and make it fun and and and, and easy for everyone. And uh, but yeah, I'd say you can probably I'd say eighty. I'd, that's 80. a good okay. number to make where everyone can sit down and be comfortable yeah. without yes. you know. 
Yeah, without being shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> there you so. go. <laughs> well, if somebody you know just wants to you know place an order, take it to go, can they do that online? They can. We have our website set up uh, where they can do uh, carry out orders mm-hmm. directly through there. Uh, we also have uh, our menu set up on DoorDash and okay. uh, Grubhub as well. Perfect. So they'll come through, and we do a fair amount of those, uh, especially with the weather. Some days yeah. As, yeah. as we're reeling yeah. here from this uh, winter storm, but um, so we do a lot of that. Um, we do in-house carryout, but then also through through the website for online ordering uh, and DoorDash and GrubHub, and it's 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 all really secure. We've we've had it now a number of years, and mm-hmm. especially it started through COVID, pretty much, and yeah. um, and we've been able to continue doing it and offering it up to our customers as a as a convenience and. Uh, it does uh, it does pretty well for us. So, uh, but so yeah. So there's options. If if you yes. want our food, we'll find a way to get it to you. In <laughs> online gift cards too. We do have online okay. gift cards. You can order them through uh, the website. They um, and you can even uh, just bring them in, and they show them to us on their phone. Yeah, and oh. we can just scan it right off of their oh, screen and do a credit. Yeah, nice. so they 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 make it real easy now with all this tech. You know, that works <laughs> is great. So yes, um, <laughs> we've been uh, we've been seeing a lot of uh, definitely an uptick in that because uh, with holidays and especially when during COVID when people weren't you know didn't didn't want you know they're like uh, you know physical cards stuff. Like, okay, you can just all you gotta do is show us their their, their phone and it's right on. It's a QR code and it's it's all built in and. Uh, streamlined. So yeah, we, we've tried to make it easier and, and definitely the technology is there to, to, to kind of make it simple for our customers. Yeah. Nice. So I want to talk a little bit about Restaurant Week. First off, I want to thank you guys for participating yes, in this you. year's Restaurant Week. We Looking very much appreciate it. it. Um, you know, I, I know you guys have done it for a number of years. So I have to ask, what like what makes you guys want to participate year in and year out? Like, what's the draw? The nice thing about, or, or the unique thing about the Restaurant Week, well, there's a few. Number one, I, I like the time of year that they do it. You know, post-holidays, usually pre-think, or pre-Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yep. You know, there's that 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 little break in there where people are getting their credit card bills from the holidays. Kids are going back to schools and universities and mm-hmm. colleges and things. And so there's a, you'll get sometimes a little lull there while everybody gets reset for the, you know, after, after the, the start of the year. Yeah. So the timing of it works because it, it's, it's generally a, seasonally, it's a time where sometimes there's a little, a little pullback. So it's nice to remind the customers, Hey, come on out, have a bite, sell come, you know, come, you know, get to know us. And, and the other thing I enjoy or that I've seen on um, restaurant week is that it's a nice reminder to, to customers who maybe haven't been in it a little while or have moved out of the area and are visiting, you know, because we've had people that we, you know, come in and we're like, oh, how are you? We, it's like, oh, well, we, we relocated, we moved, we mm-hmm. retired, but we're in town and we saw it was restaurant week. And so it's, yeah. it's been a nice, you know, so it, 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 it serves that purpose as well as to like, kind of, you know, Ryan be like, hey, we're here, come on in, you know, and <laughs> um, so it, and, and obviously it, it drives a lot of new people, new traffic yes. because, you know, people when during that during that that week they want to explore. They want to mm-hmm. try new and different things, and especially for people who are new to the area. You know, there's always uh, an influx of people that are moving in for work, for right. you know, relocating people from the city or, or from out of state. And so, I, I like that it serves to kind of like you know, for example, say, hey, if you have you know, 
you have yeah, you here's, have here's, your favorites. Yeah, try some new yeah, ones. Here's, yeah, here's a little here's a little uh, incentive to come and and try us. You know, right? And, and, and I'm sure other restaurants and taverns and you know kind of feel the same. Like it's it's a nice little. Uh, you know, uh, exposure to people and, and like, oh, you know, there's this restaurant that's over by, oh, let's try them, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's a nice little thing to be able to um, get people, you know, get some new eyeballs and get some new people to, to always come in and try us out. And, and our experience, thankfully, is that when they try it, they tend to come back. So, yes. um, so that's always a win for everyone. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. Well, we're super excited to have you guys again. Thank, Thank you. you. You know, if people want to find more information on El Puente, where can they go? Website, social We have media? a website at www.elpuentemex.com. And then they can see our menu there and there's okay. photos there. And that give you some exposure to the restaurant and the location and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Um, we are working our way onto social media a little more. That's <laughs> okay. one of our New Year's resolutions is to get a little more exposure and, and, and get a little more uh, participation on, on that yeah. uh, in that realm. Um, <laughs> you know, we're usually up to our elbows and, and, and our eyeballs in the kitchen. So yeah. it, it's it's good to try and, ex- and explore that and, and just so people always can get to know us a little bit more. Right. You know, the business, the cuisine, us. So that's uh, that's on our, like I said, our New Year's resolution to, to do more yeah. with the, the social media. So look for that in the upcoming weeks. Um, and uh, there's a lot of information on Google. We've had really good luck with people over the years on Google posting photos and ho- po- yeah. you know, putting, you know, we, we, we get a lot of nice reviews and, and uh, so that's also a good uh, uh, resource because they, they'll post photos of dishes. They'll post photos of, mm-hmm. you know, we do as well on the website. But, right. you know, the, the cut, I always joke around when people say nice things about the restaurant. I say, well, I say that too, but it sounds better when you say it. You know? <laughs> so, uh, so Google, I think, is a good uh, is a good um entry point to, to kind of see things and yes. some of the dishes and uh like i said over the years we've uh we've, we've gotten nice uh nice things said about us there mm-hmm. and uh you know and you know we don't well it's well deserved it. so well, thank you thank you so uh yeah i'd say that's a good that's a good starting point to kind of you know the best thing obviously is come in you know ask us we'll make some suggestions we can give you some ideas we can steer you if you you know we, we give sample you know like I mentioned earlier in you know in the podcast, mole. I always if people ask mole like mole, you know they're kind of curious. I always I like to invite them just a little yeah. sample, yeah. and you'll get people that are like, "Wow, Whoa. that's really great." Yeah, and you'll get to be like, "Oh, I don't know." I'm like, "That's why the sample's there for." Yeah, yep. let's play around with it and see you know what's what your palate is used to, and and go from there. For sure. Okay. Absolutely. Well, David, we only got one more question for you. Awesome job. You did spectacular. <laughs> so um, is there anything else that you'd like to say about El Puente before we wrap up the podcast? Um, I guess the, the what, I, what we always strive to do is just connect with our customers. Yeah. And, um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, nine months old to 99 years old and everybody in between, you know, we, we, we try to be inclusive. We My folks started the business, you know, decades ago and in a time when, Mexican food wasn't as ubiquitous, wasn't as you know, as well known and, and prevalent as it is now. Yeah. And so on those those occasions, you you almost had to give people a reason to not not want to come. You know, you'd have grandparents, you'd have you know people from out of the area, or people who didn't know the cuisine, and it was a little more exotic back then. So we always had a dish or two on there to try and be um, uh, 
give people uh, something else to enjoy, if it, even if it wasn't. So if you see a a, a burger on our uh, you know <laughs> on our menu, or if you see a, you know a, a kids menu, yeah. you know something, you know the idea is to to try and just be as welcoming and inclusive right. to mm-hmm. everybody because not everybody knows or, or you know you know. Yeah, savers Mexican as much as we, obviously we do. Yeah. So, um, but we always want to be welcoming and and uh, just um, you know we we like being a kind of place for people to gather and celebrate. We do a lot of anniversaries, we do a lot of birthdays, and if you come on a birthday, let us know. We we do it up fun for you <laughs> with a sombrero and a little keepsake, uh, okay. a little Polaroid to take home, and uh, oh, you can really have cool. you know <laughs> you have a little memento from uh, from your birthday that year. Cool. So we. Um, you know, we just, like I said, we've been very blessed here in town and uh, hope to continue for, uh, you know, who knows? There's, you know, we're starting in my, my, with my two sons helping out. We're on our third generation now in the business. So yeah. uh, will they continue? We'll see. They're they're just starting out. But um, no, uh, we're here for, uh, for you know, everybody to, to try and come and enjoy. And, uh, and especially we get a lot of people that like to come for us have dinner and drinks with us and then they go over to a show at the Arcada. Yeah. You know, Ron's a real great neighbor with all the promotions he does and, and the different acts and stuff he brings through. So we get a lot of people that like to come dine with us, whether locally or from outside the area. I have a, I have people that come from Wisconsin, from Iowa that like to go to the concerts and they always make it a point to come in and say hi and have a dinner with us and then head over to you know, awesome. whatever it's show really is nice. over yes. there across the street. Great. And so, uh, you know, uh, shout out to Ron and the Arcada for all the <laughs> huge shout out they do, uh, awesome you know, for the people that they, they bring for shows. And then, um, yeah. And, and Ron likes to come in for occasionally as well for, Good. for a bite. So, uh, great neighbor, uh, um, great promoter and, uh, it's just it's it's nice to have some, another attraction here in downtown. Yeah. So and it's great um, to hear you know the collaboration yes. between you know businesses and that you know everybody's here you know to help support each other. So. Oh yeah, yeah. We've had a, a great relationship with the guys over there, and like I said, Ron and um, we've catered some bands in the past yeah. and hosted things for them as well. So um, you know to his continued success and everybody else's here in town. You know, good Lord willing. Absolutely. Awesome. So, well, awesome job, David. Thank you so much again for coming on our Thank podcast. Yeah, I think for us. our first one, that was a, a knock out of the park. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, we will have more podcasts coming down the road. So until then, everyone stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you all next time.